"'Twas the night before Christmas, and I still don't have any sense. Putting out a podcast while the washing machine cycle is on rinse. The tree is up and the family is downtown. The city is cold and we got snow all around. Thought I'd put out a quick show just so my friends would know that I really appreciate you. Yeah, I love you. Just in case you got a new iPod this year, here's a fresh new show for you to hear. Between you and me, have a very Merry Christmas. In fact, have a blast. And thanks for listening to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Crossbreedholsters.com presents the Urban Shooter Podcast. Thank God for an expert. The weekly program variety show featuring the internationally known black man with a gun. Your friend and brother from a different mother. That's what I call a close encounter. Ken Blanchard. Love it. Hey, this week on your favorite Righteous Podcast, episode 145, which should be called Twas the Night Before Christmas, but that's already been taken. Zombie Strike, an epilogue. This one explains where Colin came from. Interview with Urban Shooter listener and friend Rick Ector, NRA instructor in Detroit, Michigan. That's right, from the city. And the rest will be some music made especially for this audience and free-thinking people everywhere. Like Mac Hayes and Sun Tzu's Guns Don't Kill People and my own version of Living for the City. Coming up next on the Urban Shooter Podcast. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, here's your friend and brother, Ken. You know, if you're a firearms instructor, it's tough, you know, doing that whole thing with the marketing and showing your experience and getting customers to come to you and advocating the rights to keep and bear arms and doing the right thing and filling out the right forms and making sure that they all get their certificates. It's even tougher if your audience isn't appreciative of one, the right to keep and bear arms or the necessity for proper instruction. There's an instructor out of Detroit, Michigan, who's doing it up, who's making a stance in an unfriendly area of the country, and that's almost any urban city. And even though I'm going to throw a whole bunch of music ranging from rap to Americana on this show, this is a song that I was about to pay a whole lot of money for. Um, I kind of got it started, got the guy to do it, and then we kind of ran into some some snags. The guy doing it was brilliant. I mean, he sounds a little like uh, uh, Biggie Smalls. But uh, his people wanted to charge me this exorbitant amount of money. And I tried to raise it. It didn't happen. And actually, the rapper himself and the whole company kind of fell through. But I think the guy is still singing, still rapping, even though the whole hip-hop market is almost tanked for the most part. 
I got the song. And um, I think a little later on, a lot later on, like a year after we did this, and I said, yeah, this, let this roll. He said, well, I'm just going to give you the song and give you the rights to it and all that stuff. But the paperwork never got to me, so I couldn't do what I wanted to do. But I got it enough that I'm going to play it here on the Urban Shooter Podcast, live and uninterrupted. You might not be a fan of rap, and I played it once, a snippet of it, but it's just a reminder and a little better presentation of a song called Guns Don't Kill People by Sun Tzu. And then we're going to get in an interview with Rick Actor from Detroit. One, two, uh, one, two, one, two, uh, check it out, uh, check it out, uh, one, two, one, two, uh, Guns don't kill people, people kill people Some are used constructive ways And some of them are used in productive ways Let's not misuse and corrupt their ways Guns don't kill people, people kill people Some are used constructive ways And some of them are used in productive ways Let's not misuse and corrupt their ways uh, uh-huh. This the same story with a little twist to it I teach you how to gun and the proper way to use it They tell on y'all lies, so please don't confuse uh-huh. it It's not all about shooting up with rap music Guns are not for robbing and flashing in the hood uh-huh. Some turn cowboys like Clint Eastwood I'd rather that they use their brain, but they don't think of that They rather Take lives like a kleptomaniac They don't think about the time to infatuate it with paper uh-huh. Too busy trying to be smooth like Belvy with a chaser It's time for me to face you And let you know that that nonsense is not hot Some too busy trying to run and invade the cops Understand the guns are made to pop Some just try to shoot and get juice like pop Someone tell me when the drama and the nonsense stops Win, man. Uh-huh. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some are used constructive ways, and some of them are used in productive ways. Let's not misuse and corrupt their ways. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some are used constructive ways, and some of them are used in productive ways. Let's not misuse and corrupt their ways. Uh, I'm about to go ahead and set it off and sound the alarm. They're trying to take a right so we can't bear arms. Congress can't amend it, that's not the solution. We got the right to have guns, that's in the Constitution. I know they're perpetrating, I see the nonchalant interrogations, that's what got me investigating, I know exactly what I'm facing, that's why I got the NRA, the National Rifle Association, so we fight for rights, so a firearm that we can own, any king of his house should protect his throne, ain't really been violent, y'all getting us wrong, I feel like this whole song has been written in stone, they're acting like guns created crime, crime been here since the beginning of time, so I speak my mind, ain't got time to be silent, Put down guns ain't the solution to violence. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some are used constructive ways, and some of them are used in productive ways. Let's not misuse and corrupt their ways. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Some are used constructive ways, and some of them are used in productive ways. Let's not misuse and corrupt their ways. Uh, uh-huh. Rick, welcome to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Hey, Ken. How are you doing? Great. Man, 
Thank you for being here. Tell me about what you're doing out in Detroit and Michigan area. I do a lot of things in the Detroit area. The one thing that I do consistently that, that gives me the greatest joy, the greatest pleasure is to provide personal protection training classes to individuals who desire to take on a more active role in their personal safety. Here in Detroit, things aren't as safe as they have been in the past. My training affords individuals to take my class, which satisfies our state's educational and shooting requirements for a CPL, which is known as a concealed pistol license. Is that hard to get in Michigan? Uh, it, if you, it depends on how you define hard. If, you, if hard means that you can pass a criminal background check, if hard means can you uh, assert that you've never had any history of mental illness, that you are a U.S. citizen, have been a resident of the state of Michigan for six months, no, it's not hard at all. But an unfortunate thing is that a lot of people can't make those requirements. Mm. What's it cost to get the uh, paper? The cost for my class is $150. That does not necessarily include any applicable range expenses you may be responsible for the handgun rental, range time, ammunition costs, and a target. Of course, if certain individuals already have a handgun and ammunition, their range fees would be approximately less. It would take a few bucks, maybe $15. Uh, there is another cost that's payable to the state, which is the actual application fee for the application processor, which will cover the, the necessary administrative costs through your background checks. Uh, depending on what county you live in, it could be two to three months, maybe three, four months in terms of the length of time it'll take for that person to receive their concealed pistol license in hand. Okay. So the CPL, it just depends on where you live or it's pretty much everywhere in Michigan it's going to be a set fee? Well, Michigan is, is really unique. Uh, in the state of Michigan, we have 83 counties. Each county has its own gun board. Uh, before the passage of Public Act 381 of 2000, uh, individuals uh, were required to follow their specific county rules for getting a concealed pistol license. Uh, as you can probably guess, there were some counties in which certain individuals were not encouraged and were routinely denied to receive a concealed pistol license. That situation reversed itself with the passage of Public Act 381. Under this new shall-issue system, individuals merely had to demonstrate that they, make, that they met the actual requirements and that they're actually uniform statewide. So, in a sense, in my opinion, the county gun boards are no longer necessary. We can just have our Secretary of State's office, our Department of Motor Vehicles, issue concealed pistol licenses now. But maybe that's a question for someone uh, to take going later. Okay. Where did Wayne County fit on that? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Ken. Where did Wayne, Wayne County fit in that whole thing? Well, I, I didn't want to really go into it, but I'll take a few moments to talk about it. Wayne County is the largest county uh, in the state of Michigan. It's the county seat. Uh, Detroit, of course, is the largest city in Michigan and it's in Wayne County. Oh, okay. Uh, from a historical perspective, there was this 
very important case that went down in 1925. Uh, a lot of people surprisingly haven't heard of it when I talk to folks, but in a long story short, it was the Ossian Sweet case. And it was a case where a black man, a physician who was forced to defend himself after uh, a crowd of individuals threatened his safety. Back in 1925, you can imagine things were a lot differently than they are today. Uh, his court case went down. Uh, he was acquitted by an all-white jury. Uh, he was shown that he used a judicious use of lethal force to protect himself. And as a consequence of that case, in 1927, the Michigan legislature, at the behest of the Klan, created the Michigan Firearms Act. And this Michigan Firearms Act of 1927 created the gun boards. And these gun boards then had wide latitude and discretionary ability over who could get a who could get a concealed pistol license. And it also required handgun licensing. So, the state of Michigan was ahead of its time with regards to gun control in this country. Mm. A lot of times you have to go back and do a, a little bit of research to find out why laws exist and why they are uh, deployed in a such a certain way. And it, it really makes Michigan, in a way, unique. Right, right. Yeah, man, I appreciate that. So you're an NRA certified training counselor too, right? Yeah, as a training counselor, uh, actually, there the stickler is that, you know, we usually tell people we're an appointed training counselor. As a training counselor, we have the ability to train individuals to be certified firearms instructors in every discipline for which we are currently certified. In my particular case, since I'm certified as a basic pistol, rifle, shotgun, metallic cartridge and shotgun shell reloading, home firearm safety, range safety officer, I could then accordingly train individuals to be instructors in all of those disciplines. And also, since I'm also an RSO, my TC training counselor designation also makes me by default a chief range safety officer. So I'm actually credentialed to go out and to certify shooting ranges as being safe. Oh, cool, cool. If somebody wanted to reach you, how did they contact you? The best way to get a hold of me would be on my website, which is at www.DetroitCCW.com. That's all one word, all strung together, www.DetroitCCW.com. All right, cool. And you're also founder of another group, too, right? <clears throat> yeah, a uh, group that I, I, I'm pretty much... Uh, putting together, if I, if I follow you correctly, is it, it's an offshoot of my blog that I do, and it's legally armed in Detroit. I call it Laid. Uh, it's a site in which I do a lot of advocacy, a lot of education. I seek to inform and educate a lot of individuals as to what the law is and about responsible gun ownership. Uh, the need is really there. There's a lot of people in our community who really don't know what the laws are here in Michigan. I do a lot of advocacy with regards to open carry. I've done a few open carry meetups here in the metro Detroit area. I've actually gotten involved in uh, a lot of programs. One of those programs is an initiative I put together in which I'm giving free shooting lessons to women who have never shot a handgun before and are at least curious 
about the experience and what it's like in an effort to evaluate whether this is something they want to do to protect themselves and their families. Nice. Are you getting any opposition for for your work? Not anything of a uh, concerted uh, effort. You know, I, I get a lot of emails that I don't appreciate, a few phone calls I don't particularly care to uh, take, but they call, I'm going to talk to them. You, the thing about this, this gun rights activism and being an advocate for freedom and for gun ownership, responsible gun ownership anyway, is that you're going to get involved in a lot of conversations with people who really have no interest in hearing what you have to say. And really, the reason why we, we do what we do and the reason why we have those conversations with those people, whether it's privately or in public, online, at a forum, whether it's on Facebook or on Twitter, is because other people are watching. And all of these people that are watching, they don't necessarily know all the facts. They may not have heard both sides of the gun rights debate. But I've taken upon myself that when I get roped into one of these conversations, one of these discussions, one of these debates, that I owe it to the people on the fence to hear our side and to hear the other side. Mm-hmm. And let them, after making, after hearing everything, make the decision that they can feel good about. Nice. Nice. So what's your blog um, URL? How do you find that? The blog URL is Detroit.CPL. Excuse me, it's DetroitCPL.blogspot.com. It's over on Blogger. If you go over to Google, you can just type in the phrase "legally armed in Detroit," and I'll pop up right there at the top of the list. Oh, okay, good deal. Well, I've asked you a couple of questions. What's your favorite handgun? My favorite handgun? Oh, that would be a sentimental favorite. That would probably be the Glock 19 9mm semi-automatic autoloader. Uh, it's fairly inexpensive. Uh, gets the job done, and, and it's a very reliable handgun. Uh, the caliber itself is a little small, you know, 9mm, but I, I like it for the, fact, for the fact that it was one of those first few guns that I really became familiar with as I've been participating in this gun rights ownership, gun rights movement. It's an excellent gun for a beginner. After a little while, such as, you know, myself, I'm ready. I've moved up and transitioned to higher calibers. But whenever I introduce someone to a firearm, I usually will start them out with a Glock 9mm handgun. Oh, okay. What handgun do you like? Oh, I'm, I'm pretty much the same place. Uh, <laughs> Glock or my, my favorite Browning, which has its own issues, but uh, between the Glock, the Browning, and my Kimber 45, I'll, I'll be carrying one of those three somewhere. You know, as I look at gun shop prices here locally in Detroit, you could actually get a decent price, and I say decent price, I mean comparable price in a 45 caliber. Springfield XT. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really telling a lot of individuals that they're really price sensitive with respect to handguns. If you're looking at a Glock, maybe a nine millimeter Glock, maybe you want to also take a look at a Springfield XD chambered in 45. You're ready for the caliber. Mm-hmm. Nice handgun. Cool. So how often are your classes? I do my classes every other week, uh, always on the weekend. 
I alternate the day, that is the weekend day that I do them on. For example, my next class is going to be on Sunday, December 27th. And my next class after that would be two weeks from that weekend on a Saturday. I believe that would be like January 9th or somewhere around in there. Okay. Every other week, run them like clockwork. All you have to do is go out to my website, check out my schedule. I haven't put up my 2010 calendar yet, but hopefully if everything goes as planned, I'll have it up this weekend. All right, cool. Any, any parting words? Any parting words? Uh, my thing that I, I really stress, and I, you'll probably hear a lot of other firearms, instructors, firearms, trainers stress, I really think it's really incumbent upon us all to continue to be responsible with our firearms. Be responsible. Be responsible in keeping your firearms away from your children. I do aware that having a firearm for personal protection, you know, you want to make sure that it is accessible and that it is ready to be deployed should the unthinkable happen, such as here in Detroit, you might have someone kick in your door or come in through your window. But it is still incumbent upon all of us to be responsible with our handguns and keep them out of harm's way with regards to our children. There was one case here locally in which an individual did not secure their firearm and a child had a mishap, an unfortunate incident with the handgun. And, and really when these things happen, it really gives the anti-gun people ammunition to say that for the sake of the children, we should give up our firearms and we should ban firearms and we just shouldn't have them. And, and that's really unfortunate. But my key thought I want to leave everyone with is to continue to be responsible. Cool. And this is Rick Ector, legally armed in Detroit and a member of the Urban Shooter Association. Thanks, Rick. Hey, thanks for having me, Ken. Mississippi Surrounded by Four walls that ain't so pretty His parents give Him love and affection To keep him strong Moving in the right direction Living just enough Just enough For the city His father works Some days for four hours and you can bet he barely makes a dollar his mother goes to scrub the floors for many and you best believe she hardly gets a penny living just enough just enough for the city
never are they dirty Living just enough Just enough For the city This brother's smart I've got more sense than many I fight for freedom Before we don't have any The Sailor movie It won't get better in the sequel Listen up Urban shooter people Living just enough Just enough For the city The Minister of Defense, the pastor of Paladins, Patriots, and Pistoleros will be right back after these commercials. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at crossbreedholsters.com. Don't forget, crossbreedholsters.com. Our founding fathers came to America seeking freedom from tyranny. They purchased our freedom with their own blood. They established the greatest constitution the world has ever known. But now it's under attack like never before. Join the Second Amendment March to help us defend our right to keep and bear arms. Go to www.secondamendmentmarch.com and volunteer your help. Please donate if you can. Think about it. If America falls, where will your children live in freedom? Hey, I got a quick announcement. There is a new group starting, a new Second Amendment group, a new organization, pro-gun organization. It's called the Urban Shooter Association. That's right. It's the Urban Shooter Association. You can join on UrbanShooterPodcast.com or Black Man with a Gun. There's also a, uh, a free link where you can just put your email address and get some updates on what's happening with the podcast. But I'm talking about the Urban Shooter Association. You would get a membership card. You would get a patch. You would get private access to Ken Blanchard if you want it. 
And what this group is going to do is going to be more social than political. We're going to be more family oriented and nurturing for new shooters or people of varied interests. We're going to incorporate some new technologies to foster better relationships. We're going to be fun. We're going to be able to change with the needs of the group. And we're going to help other groups grow and fight for our rights. Check it out. The Urban Shooter Association. You can look at what's happening on UrbanShooterPodcast.com forward slash join. Check it out today. You don't have to wear something silky to listen to The Urban Shooter, but it's not a bad idea. Catch Ken Blanchard and the rest of the podcasters at the Gun Rights Radio Network. Merry Christmas. This is Richard from GunsHolstersAndGear.com. This week, we'll have an article on gun safety. We'll take another look at all of the new information about the Gen 4 Glock pistols, and we'll keep you up to date with new firearms products that are being announced and released. Don't forget, the 2010 SHOT Show is just a few weeks away. With information about the Gen 4 Glocks, rumors of a Smith & Wesson M&P 380, the promise showing of the new Charter Arms Rimless Revolver, and hints of other new fantastic guns coming out, this year's SHOT Show is bound to be exciting. GunsHolstersAndGear.com will be there again this year to bring you all of the photos, videos, and latest news from all of the manufacturers. Merry Christmas to all. Happy Holidays. Back to you, Ken. And now, back to the man who's packing more than a browning. little interview we had some music now some serious stuff just for your general well-being because that's how we roll on the urban shooter podcast right i put this on kenblanchard.com and uh i said i was going to talk about it (coughs) excuse me it's about forgiveness it's the best gift you can give for christmas you know this is a season just like thanksgiving when you're around family and Family can get on your darn nerves. But please consider giving the gift of forgiveness. You know, to be a good giver of this gift, you have to first forgive yourself. And you have to realize that no matter what or how the other person responds to you, that you will be okay with you. You have to love yourself enough not to want to end your life. And actually, that's an issue for some people this time of year. If you don't have a problem with that, cool. But after you get over that monumental hurdle, if you don't, you have to decide to let go of all the crap, the resentment, and the thoughts of revenge. You know, payback sounds good, but in truth, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. (coughs) I saw that on a t-shirt somewhere. It sounded cool. You know, that act that actually hurt or offended you may always be a part of your life, but forgiveness can lessen the grip of it and help you focus on the rest of your life. You know, the positive parts. And then when you really graduated, forgiveness can even lead to feelings of understanding, empathy, and compassion for the one that hurts you. 
but we'll take it slow. You might not be there yet. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you deny the other person's responsibility for hurting you or doing you wrong. Truthfully, you can forgive the person without excusing the act. Forgiveness brings a kind of peace that helps you to go on with life. And that's what I'm about. I want you to go on with your life. Studies show that people who forgive are happier and healthier than those who hold resentments. There are many families suffering because mom won't forgive dad. Dad won't come home because he can't forgive himself and doesn't think he deserves to be forgiven for what he's done. Sister keeps on running from man to man or from woman to woman because she can't forgive herself and doesn't think she deserves either to be forgiven and it looked bad if she went home. Brother's pride keeps him from coming back and fear keeps him lost in the spatial sauce. He runs from one to another spreading the virus of lostness and brokenness. I can tell you from experience that no one will agree with you or help you when you're feeling like this. There's just too many people who are also miserable who will commiserate with you but not help you. I can testify that you won't look good to your siblings, to your parents, or to your friends after you told them you've gone back home. After... <clears throat> you've told them more than they needed to know in the first place. But the rules are, if you go home, it's your home. You make the rules. Keep the TMZ and the paparazzi out of your life. Those who say, if I were you, I wouldn't do that, do not matter. What matters is that your home is made whole again and that you are healthier and happier. I can tell you that there's no place like home for the holidays. Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I could go on, but you get the picture. Like the song says, oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. For no matter how far away you roam, when you long for the sunshine of a friendly gaze, for the holidays you can't beat home, sweet home. Dorothy had it right. There is no place like home. Just a thought. Episode 145 of the Urban Shooter Podcast. I'm Ken Blanchard. I love you. And there's not a darn thing you can do about it. Compose the whole story behind it. We have a series here of original content called Zombie Strike on the Urban Shooter Podcast. And, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see this on television someday soon. Here we go. The latest episode of Zombie Strike. This is Zombie Strike. Epilogue, Skull Island, South Pacific. 1000 hours, local. 31 October, 2009. Countdown, two years, two months, one day. Mateo stepped off the boat onto the concrete dock. Ken Blanchard was greeting the latest contestant for Zombie Strike. 
Memories flooded Mateo's mind as he remembered when he first came to this island some 18 months ago. It seemed so long ago. Mateo turned back to his helpless companion off the boat. Welcome back, my brother, Ken said as he walked up to Mateo. The handshake turned into a warm hug. Who's this you brought us? Ken Blanchard, this is Jess Montgomery, my foster daughter, Mateo introduced. The teenager smiled shyly as Ken quirked an eyebrow. It's a long story, Mateo said. Her parents were killed during the fight at Forreston, and she didn't have anywhere else to go. Mateo looked back at Jess with a smile. Ken could see some of his emotional wounds were healing. Just very slowly. So you took her in, Ken finished with a smile. But Steve said you had some personal business to take care of. Never mentioned you'd be bringing back a new daughter. Ken looked back at the boat and frowned. Where's Colin? Ken asked. He isn't here, Mateo asked in surprise. He left Florida with the Steve, Jim, and the Brits. But Steve said he dropped him off at the airport, Ken answered. Colin said he had helped you with some unfinished business. I never saw him, Mateo said, suddenly worried about his friend. Ken read the younger man's face and clasped his shoulder reassuringly. I wouldn't worry, Matt, Ken said. Collins probably had something come up. What was he doing in Florida anyway? I thought you sent him, Mateo said. Said he was there to provide support for M&W's investigative team. The two men stopped and looked at each other with mirroring concerned looks. The unspoken questions hung in the air between them. What's going on with Colin? Mobile, Alabama. 2000 hours, local, 31 October 2009. Countdown, two years, two months, one day. Colin Dubois' mind was alert to the danger around him as he strolled casually into the dive of a pub. It had taken a week to track his prey. Difficult, but not as challenging as hunting Al-Qaeda in Iraq and Afghanistan. The denizens of the pub noticed a tall black man as he entered, but didn't consider him much of a threat. Bloody fools. Colin's target was sitting with the remains of his family. Colin almost laughed at how they looked and acted like stereotypical American bikers. He strode to their table as he unbuttoned his long coat. The target's companions began to stand up, but he waved them down. Don't see many black limeys, Morris Templeton said without a trace of his normal condescending sarcasm. Also don't see my money, Colin sat down, ignoring the barb as well as the five other toughs trying to look intimidating. You lost the shipment, Colin replied. You should be happy I didn't tell Mr. West exactly how you lost his drugs. Templeton didn't even flinch. Needless to say, Mr. West was almost displeased with your failure to fulfill your end of the agreement. Collins' flat, empty tone made Templeton sit up straight. A faint expression of worry and fear crossed the criminal's face. I don't want Mr. West unhappy, Templeton said, matching Collins' tone. What can we do to make this right? Collins smiled inwardly as the opportunity presented itself. Who was Keenan smuggling that zombie for? Collins asked. Templeton's eyebrow arched, surprised at the question. Then... Templeton swallowed a gulp of beer from the mug at his elbow. The man looked nervous, but he put up a a brave facade. Colin and Templeton stared quietly at each other as the question hung in the air. 
Templeton finally folded in the silent battle of wills after a minute of quiet tension. Some guy named Castle, Templeton answered. Never heard of him before, but he fronted me a quarter of a mil to facilitate, so to speak. Templeton paused. That explained Templeton's reluctance to divulge what he knew. Simon West wasn't known for being kind to his associates that went off the reservation, as the American saying went. Colin watched as Templeton's eyes went wide. Mr. West not going to blame me for that craziness back in Forreston. I think you should worry less about that and more about preparing the next shipment, Colin said, rising from the table. None of the Templeton family noticed a small box that Colin attached to the underside of the table. Sometimes perfect tradecraft was wasted on boorish amateurs who could never appreciate the subtle grace of a truly gifted operator. Colin was 200 meters from the pub when the bomb detonated. The front of the pub shattered in a shower of wood, plaster, and glass. Colin waited for two minutes to see if anyone emerged from the wreckage. No one did. Colin turned and walked down the darkened street. After about ten minutes, Colin pulled out the phone from his jacket. Yes, intoned the cultured voice. It's bloody done, West. Colin growled into the phone. Time for you to hold up to your end. Of course, Mr. Dubois, West answered with an excruciating polite tone. Your sister's debt is discharged. Yours, however, is still in effect. I expect you to honor those terms of our arrangement. Colin didn't answer. He cut the call off and walked to Mobile Bay. Colin tossed the phone to the black waters. It sank beneath the small waves like a rock. That unpleasantness was finished. Colin retrieved his rental from the small private lot some five blocks away. He drove back to Florida to catch a military flight from a former comrade. It wasn't technically legit, but old, feather, old favors went a long way. Part of him just couldn't understand how he managed to get into this mess. Part of him wanted to hop the first plane back to London and put Simon West into a watery grave. Still, in the end, Colin knew that he would do what was necessary until the opportunity presented itself. He could only hope that he wouldn't betray his friends too badly before he could settle his accounts. This is Zombie Strike. All right, one thing I didn't do, I didn't tell you that you can reach me real easy. I have like 100 email addresses and I'm really wired to the internet so that if you send me a note, I respond. And if you call me, leave a voicemail and tell me I can use it, bam, you're on the net. 888-772-6262 is the voicemail. My email address is ken at urbanshooterpodcast.com or blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. It's just that easy. Blackmanwithagun at gmail.com or ken at urbanshooterpodcast.com. And that toll free number, 888 772 6262. Mac Hayes sent me an email and said, hey, man, check this out. We did it. We put it together, and it's on YouTube. There's a link on UrbanShooterPodcast.com. But I'm going to let you hear it here as we in our musical melody for the holidays. It's not holiday music. It's Americana. All right? Tell me what you think about it.
am a fireman I am a welder I am a stay-at-home mom I own my business I am a waitress I build a highway I work hard for my pay I am a Democrat I am Republican I'm independent And I have something to say I am with the people It's time to hear my voice I have the constitution And freedom of choice I have God-given rights America is me I am with the people I've worked hard all my life I'm a proud soldier I even gave my life For this God-given right America America is me I have a right to the truth I have the right to my privacy Don't tread on me I am waiting people Set my children free Free from debt, free from harm Free from tyranny from the Pro Arms Podcast. And Ken, I'd like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and send a special greeting to all the Marines out there, especially the 2nd Battalion, 2nd Division in Afghanistan. And I have a special part in 
my heart for Marines. My daughter is a Marine, not currently active, but I guess, you know, Ura Ura always will be one. So happy holidays to everybody. Daniel out there in Okinawa, you take care and you be safe out there. Um, Proms podcast is on hiatus for the first of the year. We had a terrible server crash. And I'm currently putting up all new stuff for everything. So <laughs> it's going to take me till probably the beginning of January to get it all done. So I look forward to seeing you all on our new site, proarmspodcast.com. Love your brother from a different mother. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you, Gail. So what do you think of the new song? Remember, see me an email, ken at urbanshooterpodcast.com or blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. I have a link to the YouTube video, which is pretty impressive, on urbanshooterpodcast.com. Merry Christmas also to the Pro Arms Podcast crew, to all the podcasters on the Gun Rights Radio Network. Even Daniel, Staff Sergeant Daniel Shaw, who's actually in Okinawa right now, and I miss him. I hoped to miss to make him, to meet him. Okay, Lips, when are you going to work together? I had hoped to meet him while he was close. Dude was right in Virginia, and I let him slip away. But um, the way my job works, I might have a flyover to Japan area anyway, so if I get a chance, I will hook up with the brother. Hope you're doing all right, D, and everything is going all right um, as you get accustomed to the new barracks and situation and all that stuff. To all the military, my brothers in Diego Garcia, the 2-2 in Afghanistan, and wherever you are serving, thank you, and Merry Christmas. I got one more piece of music for you that is not even Christmassy either, but... um. When I, very, when I got started in the beginning, um, one of my good friends, a drummer from a really good group, made me a theme song, which you might hear in episode like 1 through 10 or something. And um, I changed the website and some other stuff that he used in the music, so I had to dump the music. But Chuck is an awesome drummer and just a really good guy in general. And his group... I was going to try to get to Charlotte for the NRA um, soiree. We were going to have like our own urban shooter function with this live band, but that kind of fell apart. Not everything I tried in 2009 worked out, but um, this just little funky music for you to jam off. has a nice James Brown tune to it, and uh, it's from a really cool crew of friends of mine. It's called Chucky's Blues, the official urban shooter band.
Was that funky or what? If you liked it, check out Damon Foreman on CD Baby, and I will put the links to um, his other CDs and the group's works up on UrbanShooterPodcast.com. An Australian law enforcement officer called their gun registration, quote, an elaborate system of arithmetic with no tangible aim. They also called its crime control use a fallacy. New Zealand police call their gun registration system useless. Canadian registration has cost 1,600% more than originally projected, and a top Canadian cop said it does nothing to take one illegal gun off the street. And in Germany, some people estimate that upwards of 80% of all guns there are still not registered. So why do some senators, and some presidents for that matter, think that it will work in America? Arm yourself with facts to strip the gun control industry bare. Visit gunfacts.info and get your free copy of Gun Facts. Called Indispensable by Cam Edwards of NRA News, Gun Facts is your rapid reference guide to debunking gun control myths and shaming politicians into obedience. www.gunfacts.info Well, when you hear that on this show, that means it's time to slide off the back of the dinosaur's tail and head for home. Thank you for being with me this year. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, whatever holiday you festivus for the rest of us, whatever holiday you uh, you practice, that you acknowledge that you are part of this season. I hope you had a really good one. Thank you for being a part of the Urban Shooter podcast. And. uh We'll get more into it. The gun rabbi will join me again next week, I hope. I hope you enjoyed the little musical interlude we had. We had uh, Damon Foreman's band. We had uh, Sun Tzu's Guns Don't Kill People. We had Mac Hayes' special thing, America is Me. And we had a great interview with Rick Ector, our instructor from Detroit, Michigan. And oh, you got me, your crazy brother from a different mother. Trying to make you smile. Until next week, no matter what you do, do it with flair. Shalom, baby. I gotta get this chair oiled or get me a new chair. This thing is just too darn squeaky. Oh, the microphone's still on. Whoops. Hey. What's this button do? Thank you for listening to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Ken would love to hear from you. Email him at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Talk to you next week.